Hey, hey, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Straight Up Sugar Podcast. I am your host, Calvin Robin Soto, today, and this is our opening episode for season four. And uh, we're back, we're back, and we've been doing great things. And I had I finally had my nasal surgery, my sinus surgery, and I hope if y'all listening, I sound much better than I did before, but I feel a lot better, you know, and now I got to keep on pushing. And uh, so just some good news catching up with everybody. Uh, we are back. We celebrated our one year. Thank y'all so much for the support. Uh, doing great things, especially our trips in Africa, uh, in Europe, you know, shout out to all those people in Kenya, Ghana, uh, Nigeria, uh, Congo, actually, uh, and uh, Ethiopia, too. So a lot of y'all, thank y'all so much for y'all support. And Egypt, too, and uh, France and Ukraine. So uh, bigger news, we actually just partnered up with WBOB uh, radio station out in Florida. Uh, thanks to those, because they we are now we now can be heard Sundays at 5 p.m. at WBOB radio live, uh, WBOB radio dot live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. So thank you so much uh, to those guys out there at WBOB for picking our show up. And so much blessings has been happening since we last spoke. And a lot has been going on. So uh, on today's episode, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, we're going to continue with our series called uh, The COVID Impact. And we had so much of this pandemic that impacted our lives that uh, it, it's, it just can't be talked about in one case. There's so much going on. Uh, now that you know we have a brand new administration, uh, and we have to give props to the last administration well as well, having operation warp speed but now we have people getting these vaccines now and things are beginning to open it up but the thing is is it safe right now you got your vaccine is it safe going out and about and living your everyday life so i want to bring back today a great friend of our show a lot of people that if you listen to the uh, season finale, uh, season three, they love this episode because it was so informative. Uh, it got people ready for the vaccine and it actually had some people kind of nervous as well with, with great reason. And we'll talk about that. But we're bringing back one of my good friends, somebody who's very inspirational, my sister, my friend, my inspiration, Dr. Yvette McQueen. How are you doing today, ma'am? Hello, hello. Thank you for having me back on your stage. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. And thank you for coming on our show last season and giving our, uh, our our listeners so much information. And actually, I think you were the first episode of season three last year. So uh, what better way to bring you back again to open up season four? But you gave us so much. And it was one, it was an episode that I didn't think a lot of people were really kind of not really listen to, but like really take from it. But just know that your episode not only helped my family be more comfortable with getting the vaccine, but some of the some of the other people that I didn't think would listen to our show, they did and said, hey, well, I listened to the doctor and it eased my mind to get the vaccine. And so thank you so much for that. Great. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> so just tell us, like, you know, first off, give a standard introduction. Like, tell us who you are and what you do, please. So I am Yvette McQueen, MD. I'm an emergency physician, travel doctor, and wellness lifestyle coach, a global physician on a mission to educate about health, travel wellness, and disease prevention. So I assist travelers in staying healthy and safe while they're traveling their adventures, particularly internationally, along with also hosting a, a wellness lifestyle course. And you, the part that you travel a lot, that's just... I, I just want to know right quick, but during this whole pandemic, how was traveling? Uh, I asked this before, but how was traveling during the pandemic? Uh, it started off very scary. <laughs> so about a year ago, we're in May. So uh, actually, you know, everything shut down March 2020. I didn't start traveling again until June 2020 because uh, actually some of the hospitals uh, canceled my contracts. I travel around the United States and the Caribbean working at the different ERs. So I didn't start traveling again until June, 2020. It was a little scary. Um, and I just did what I normally do. And I masked up, I wore a double mask and I just started flying again. Cause I had to work, I had to work. Uh, but as of course, in December, I ran and got my vaccine. Uh, I, I ran, I had to like drive an hour and a half to go get my vaccine. 
but I went and got it. And the second one I got in January. And after that, I actually, it was a weight off my shoulder. I felt at ease. I still double mask when I on a plane, but I don't, um, I don't wear a shield anymore because I'm comfortable with that. Uh, but I do the same things I normally do. Where were some of the places that you would travel uh, during this pandemic? And like, were you scared at all if this place had more uh, more cases or what's some places that you went during this time? So that's just it. I did my research ahead of time. <laughs> so I wasn't working in any of the big, you know, the COVID tents or any of the big hospitals. And the places I went had really um, a reasonable percentage of positive COVID cases, they all was about 10 to 12%. I did go to DC a few times uh, for work and family. But when I went to DC, I actually drove. Um, it's, you know, it was from Atlanta to DC. It was a 10 hour drive, but I just prefer, especially in the very beginning in, in May and June, I decided to drive. Um, but then I went to Ohio. I was in Virginia. I, I went to the uh, USVI or the, you know, the Virgin Islands. Uh, and of course I had to fly there because I had to go across the water. Uh, but, you know, as long as I know I was being careful and I put myself in just very cautious situations, kept my distance. And if people got too close, I would have had no problem telling them back off. Yeah, I, I would have done the same thing. It's like at the same time, I'm jealous of you because you get to travel so much. But at the same time, it's like it's very heroic for you to like a lot of people don't give y'all enough credit for what y'all do, especially you because you're a traveling uh, doctor. So but to go out there in these different countries and, and just to do your job that thank you so much for taking care of everybody. I know y'all don't really hear that a lot, but uh, it would be not it would be selfish enough to say, hey, you know what, you get to travel, but She's really saving y'all's life. And y'all, I don't know how this country or this world can repay off what y'all have done. Uh, but here on the show, we definitely want to give you thanks. But to tell you what, Doc, I got both of my vaccines. No thanks to you. Thanks to you, actually. Thanks to you. I got both of my vaccines. Let me tell you what happened. So my first one, I felt, okay, I was a little sluggish. I had my, um, I had my vaccine, um, the first one in April, or, or, or my bad, it was in March. I had my first one in March. And my eyes had a sore arm, but that second one, it was Moderna, it was Moderna. Uh, the second one, wow. I had a one-on-one fever. You know, I wasn't feeling well for like three days, but then they maybe have three days, maybe two in bed and one moving around. I felt fine, I'm still here and things like that. But, you know, it was really you that kind of made me feel like, you know what, I got this, I got this, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. That meant your immune system was working. Okay. So your first shot introduces the spike protein to your system. And like some people did feel a little achy or fatigue, or like you said, most people had an arm soreness. If you move your arm around a lot, you get that, you know, people think it's just stay still, but move your arm around a lot and that takes away soreness. The second shot, your body already knows about the protein. So when this, you get the second shot, it revs up your immune system and say, hey, let's go fight that foreign piece that just got in us. So the fact that you did get the fever and achy and the fatigue for a few days mean your immune system was working. But what about those people who didn't get any symptoms at all? They just, it doesn't mean they don't have the antibody. They just have a different immune system. Are they healthier or just like just? They're healthy. They're healthy. Okay. It's just it, but when they're and we got to remember, it's just a little micro piece, micro piece of the protein. So if they actually get infected with the real virus, their immune system will just rev up. Okay, and of course, you know, social media—they just people just like to ruin things. Of course, scare people and you know, scare tactics. That's why I got you on the show because. I think you've been one of our most straight up guests that we've had, especially when it's professional. So that's why I'd love to have you. Thank but, you. But, but one thing that I've seen, and like I'm, I'm getting older and I really hate social media now, but have you seen these videos of these people, they get the vaccine and they're now putting a magnet on their, their uh, shot spot? Have you seen it at all? No. Yes. So there is, a, and if y'all listening at home right now or listening in the car, uh, there is something on TikTok that where people or these conspiracy theorists are still going out 
And they say, because, you know, they, they say there's so much chemicals inside the shot that they're putting metals where the uh, injection site is. It's, it, it's really sticking. So it's kind of like, really, you know, why are y'all doing this? I didn't know if you saw this or not. I'm sure. No, I've never seen that, but I'm sure if they put the metal somewhere else on their body, mm-hmm. it probably would still stick because right. it's something and not just where the shot is. I meant magnets. Sorry, magnets. So much chemical, but I bet they'll go out and, and I'm sorry, eat. I shouldn't call it eat anything from a Whopper to a Big Mac to, and they probably put cheese whiz on crackers. Do you know what's in cheese whiz? No. I mean, <laughs> you put processed food in your body but you worried about what's in a, a vaccine a vaccine that's going to potentially not just save your life but the people around you so that's right. the kind of doctor that we're dealing with today she is one of the phenomenal uh heroes that you know a lot of people don't know her name but we're going to make sure that we that her name is being known because we have a lot more with dr yvette uh, mcqueen the travel doctor Travel 911 doctor. We'll have more with her on the other side of the break. Make sure you stay tuned. This is the season open, season four show show podcast featuring Dr. Yvette McQueen. Stay tuned. Tired of the same old boring clothes? Want to support your favorite podcast but don't know how? Well, you're in luck. The Straight Up Show podcast store is finally here. In our Teespring shop, you can find all the merch that tells the world you're keeping it straight up. From t-shirts to masks to even leggings, our store has you covered. Just visit straightupshowpodcast.com and click that merchandise button. That's S-T-R, the number eight, upshowpodcast.com. All right, guys, so we're back and welcome back to the Straight Up Show Podcast. This is our season opener and we're with nine other Dr. Yvette McQueen, previous guest on the show, uh, traveling doctor. Uh, it's just like, what can she do? She's been a hero. Uh, she's been very informative to a lot of people, not just on our show, but if you go to her social media page, she's giving tips how to be safe to travel. And so once again, I thank you so much for blessing our stage today. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. So let's get right into it. So like I said, today we're continuing our impact of COVID. Uh, like I said, this this pandemic, this virus has just killed over millions of people already worldwide. Uh, I think we're, I don't even know, I can't even tell you the number right now. I think we're like at 600,000 right now in America that it's killed. And, you know, the vaccination is being now as it's day of this recording now kids under 15 to 12 can get it uh so it's it's being available to everybody and it could, and i don't want to take anything away from my previous administration and our office but uh kudos to the the administration for getting these vaccines out uh right now uh some have not been so before okay let's talk let's, let's talk about the johnson and johnson like what was the ordeal with the johnson and johnson vaccine like that put a, a big scare to people what happened with that Okay, so the Johnson and Johnson, just like the AstraZeneca, so the AstraZeneca was actually approved like in the UK and Europe and places in Africa, not here yet in the United States. Johnson and Johnson was approved here in the United States. It's a different kind of vaccine. It's called what we call an adenovirus vaccine. So the Moderna and Pfizer is an mRNA vaccine, which is a new technology that just takes a protein and introduces it to your system. The adenovirus one, like the Johnson & Johnson, is actually a dead virus, like the influenza vaccine. So, and what it does is take the dead virus, adeno, adenovirus, and attaches the coronavirus to it so that your system recognizes it. Um, it, the problem was that it was causing, um, they noticed that they had this rare form of blood clots. Now, it was like one in a million of cases that it is. Unfortunately, in a couple of cases, people did die from it. But what they're saying is that the risk of the one in a million people getting the blood clots versus, like you said, the two million plus people that's getting, that's died from COVID, it, it works out. So uh, it's a rare blood clot. So like when people come to us and they tell us, oh, we have these symptoms, we have blood clots, 
we automatically say, oh, let's give them a blood thinner, a certain type of blood thinner we give them, heparin, so that they don't get blood clots in their, in their lungs. Well, I guess since it's a rare type that th these blood clots did not respond to heparin, heparin actually made it worse. So the reason they put a pause on it is to say, if this is causing it, we need to educate our medical people how to treat it if someone comes with a side effect. So that was really the pause of it. They didn't want to pause the actual vaccine. They wanted to pause to actually let the medical people know how to treat the side effects. Now you know. So you hear here first that Johnson & Johnson is okay, right? Yes, it's it okay. is. It's okay. So don't be scared. Just like she's telling you right now, this is a uh, licensed medical professional. She would not steer you wrong. Like I said, she is one of our most straight up guests that we've had on our show. And so that's you here first. So with that being said, I told you all today that I, I've already had both my shots. Uh, I had a little fever, you know, but I'm feeling fine. I still can stick and move. You know, I have my personal surgery done, which, you know, according to insurance, it was cosmetic. You know, that's a different story. Uh, <clears throat> uh, no dig, <laughs> but uh, I'm good now. Uh, so with that being said, I got my shot, feeling good. All right, now I'm about to tackle the world. I got my vaccination, now what? Uh, as you know, so many people are, especially here in Texas, uh, we're never really close, but everything's opening back up. You know, uh, here in Dallas, we had a boxing match uh, this previous weekend. It had 73,000 people wow. uh, in the arena, yes. Uh, at that time, uh, it was the most uh, crowd, uh, the heaviest crowd arena uh, event since the pandemic uh this is in dallas so uh so and there are people who were masked up you know in the arena but there were some who were not uh you know you'll watch some nba games there are some people in the crowd too um so people are vaccinated and like you know um and i'm guilty of this i'm not gonna lie to you like just sometimes like if i go to like get a starbucks i don't have my mask on the drive through you know which is kind of you know irresponsible on my part uh, but, you know, I, I, I subconsciously have fallen to that bubble. I got the shot now. I'm okay. I mean, tell me how people should react and how, why people shouldn't be so comfortable now that we're vaccinated. Now what? Okay. I got the vaccine. Now what? So um, the requirements are that <laughs> you can go maskless in certain situations. So if you are in a household and all of you are vaccinated, of course, you've all been living with each other. But basically, I say it's, it's all in who you trust and what you trust their environment has been. So two people that have been vaccinated together can congregate indoors with small amounts, indoors and outdoors without a mask. They're saying people that's been vaccinated, vac vaccinated can be outside um, because of the air circulating. If you're inside with a crowd though, they still suggest you wear a mask because you don't know if everyone is vaccinated. So if I'm in a house and say friends are having a little get together of eight people and I know all those eight people are vaccinated, I feel comfortable not wearing my mask. If I'm in a house with 20 people and I don't know some of those people, I'm still gonna wear a mask or I may choose to stay outside on the porch and be outside where there's more ventilation. 73,000 people, I think I still will wear a mask on that. Now, if you're going through the drive-through, I'm gonna be honest with you right now, you're vaccinated. Maybe that worker is or not vaccinated, but you gotta remember, they got that plexiglass still up. They're still doing the plexiglass. You're in your car, enough air circulating in between I say, if you didn't put your mask on right away or, or forgot to put it on, I think it's okay. I think it's okay. Now I'm gonna throw a wrench in something here. <clears throat> there has been what people said, breakthrough COVID for vaccinated people. There's a very small percentage, it's less than 1%, but there are people that have had their vaccinations and they're past their immunity, which means their immunities where they're past two weeks of their second shot or their J&J &J shot, um, and they have contracted COVID. Those have been, I'm, I've heard about it in the medical arena, nurses and doctors. I haven't heard about it in the public. 
But when they do get COVID, they're like, you know what? I felt like I had sinus. I felt like I had a cold. I had some symptoms. They'll go get tested and they're positive, but they're not getting that life and death situation where it's affecting their lungs. They end up in a ventilator. They say, I felt like I had a sinus infection. I felt like it's a cold and I was positive. So it was a breakthrough. So we don't know if that's due to a different variant, what they call, but they're just getting those mild cold-like flu-like symptoms. Uh, but because they are vaccinated. Right. And I just got uh, news right now. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Joe Biden just spoke. He said that he ultimately hopes that uh, that every American would be vaccinated here pretty soon. Ultimately, key, keyword, ultimately. So, you know, kudos to him for saying that. That's news that just broke right now as we're recording this. Um, so, you know, you said different variants. Like I said, that's great to hear. Uh, I, I got two follow-up questions to what you just said. Uh, one being like, you know, I know you travel a lot, but have you, I know that we get numbers from the news and stuff like that, but have you seen a, a, a decline of uh, people being, uh, I guess, uh, hospitalized because of COVID? Yes, I have. It's, it's definitely declined. Actually, it came out this morning. I can't remember what report was they saying, but it's declined significantly. All of it's declining. We're declining as far as the cases. Because they said even in January, you know, they would have an average of 3,000 new cases per day across the country. And yesterday, I think it was 784 cases across the country. Uh, hospitalizations, definitely. There's some hospitals reporting they haven't had one new COVID case in the last week. Of course, they haven't had any deaths either. So all of it, the new cases, the deaths, um, is declining. But I'm throwing it out there. It's still out there especially if you are not vaccinated, please, please. We are still in the pandemic. And remember the pandemic means it's a um, very uh, uh, infection that's highly contagious and spreadable across the world. So just because the United States is going down does not mean we're out of the pandemic because we gotta look at India. Oh my goodness, a million people die within a week I mean, they can have 4,000 cases in a day. Uh, it's just. And that was my, my next follow-up question you mentioned. Uh, and to, you know, said, we actually talked about India because that scared me. I mean, it was like half a mil in one day on a, like, like, on a Saturday. It was like half a mil. I was like, on a Saturday? And mm. that was scary in itself. So I, I, I didn't do my research much about why that was spreading so fast. But is that because there is a different variant or? Uh, there's a, a few factors. I know when they came out the variants or the UK variant and the South African variant, and I think there was the Brazil variant, but they did notice that the um, vaccines w did protect you from that because a lot of the vaccines like the AstraZeneca and the Johnson Johnson was already in South Africa. So it was able to protect you against that. The Indian one, they don't know yet. I think there's been one or two cases in the United States they've picked up. Of course, it's gonna eventually get here. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, but it's a different variant and they don't know how it will respond to the vaccine. Now it's getting there is different because if you understand India and their population, uh, particularly they had a few of their um, holy days or their holy festivals. And they can easily have, you know, a million people in one area and then they go back out to their countries or to the countryside and they're spreading it. So it was all about distancing and contact and also their medical system, which I tell people when you travel, you need to know what their medical system is. Their medical system can't handle it. They can't handle that population. We almost actually, some places in the United States didn't handle it. Um, and some hospitals did run into supply, maybe, but I don't know of any hospital saying I can't get oxygen. Their, their hospitals can't get oxygen. Oxygen. And then they, the people are laying on, on, the, on the floors and the hallways. They're turning people away. They don't have the medical health care system to handle the amount of people that's getting sick. That's... I, don't know, I, I I couldn't even imagine, you know, and that's, that's why I say that a lot of people don't understand how much privilege we have here, you know, and like I said, a lot of y'all uh, are working nonstop, and 
to go back to another question I was going to ask you, you know, since you noticed that there has been a decline in hospitalizations uh, in hospitals that you that you go visit and work with, uh, has the morale uh, has it has it been better now since uh, there's less stress on y'all? Or I mean, I know that you know my sister she was working like crazy hours, but I mean, and I'm not, I'm not for sure if you're traveling this much, but has the morale? How's that been with among your colleagues and stuff like that? Um. Yes and no. So yes, we're less stressed. We're less busy. Uh, we're feeling better about it. But now we can go back and reflect to see what happened. So a lot of people are going back and reflecting what happened and saying, hey, you know, the administration and that the, you know, the hospital administration, some hospital administrations took care of their people. And they were great. Other hospital administrations did not. And, and people are mad about that. And so they're actually... Um, they're leaving jobs. A lot of people are leaving jobs. We're now having to, where you, when you're in the midst of a trauma or something, sometimes we, we're, we're dealing with what we know. We, what we're doing, we're taking care of people, what we're supposed to. Now that we're reflecting back on some of the things that happened, people are going through post-traumatic stress syndrome. I know a lot of the doctors from New York, they, they was like, they didn't work for two or three months because it's like, I can't handle it. And when they went back, they were like, okay, I think I need to work less. <laughs> so um, some people are decompressing and readjusting their life. I say the, that's where people are right now in the medical field. And with, with that trauma, I mean, cause this hit, this is stuff that y'all have tried to warn uh, the country about before, you know, even before it even got big. And then, you know, I can attest to my sister, like I said, but just, um, one thing you said that that variant in India, it, it may, it, it will come here eventually. Like the UK one, it was in Colorado. Um, if you can speak to people right now or who people are higher authority than you or the people in the government, what's a piece of advice that or something that, that we as people or people who are not in the medical field, what can we do to prepare ourselves should COVID-19 or something like this ever happen again to not only to help us but to help you take care of us okay it's gonna happen again <laughs> if it's not gonna be coronavirus coming back up again it's gonna be something else we're just in that stage um what basically is prepare and listen to basically the scientists and actually the one they this was predicted more than 10 years ago that there was going to be a pandemic like, you know, because of course it was what, 1918 was the influenza pandemic. And at that time, science didn't know a lot. And they said, but there's going to be a pandemic. And a lot of people felt, well, our hospital systems can handle it. Well, they couldn't because the hospital systems had cut back so much. They had cut back in supplies. They, I'm sorry, rather pay the CEOs seven and eight figures than actually, you know, order enough supplies or have enough nursing staff. You know, this is the end of Nurses Appreciation Week. Thank you, nurses. But, you know, they went down from, you know, a nurse having three patients to one, one nurse, and now it's like six patients to one nurse, plus they cut AIDS, you know, they used to have AIDS to help them, now they want the nurse to do the nurse job and the AIDS job, and then nobody's there answering the phones. So and I just experienced this because my mom was actually in the hospital in January and February, and I was there, they let us go in the hospital one person at a time, but you call for something and it would take an hour to get there. Or, you know, it was like, they didn't have any aids to bathe her. So I was actually doing her daily bathing. So it's just, and it was, and I keep saying, is it because of the COVID shortage? They're like, no, it's staffing, it's staffing. But that's what we're going to. Right. And I guess I don't know how it is in other places. I just know that uh, <laughs> I know in Louisiana, it's like either you work in oil field, you work in medical field. And like, there are so many nurses in the nursing program. I'm like, they need jobs. Like, you know, hook them up with jobs, man. So I, I, I think that would be, you know, we'll definitely try to fight for that somehow because I mean, to see y'all come through with this and to see like B-roll of people on uh, CNN, a different news station with their, their heads just down because they're so stressed out. Doctors just stressed out. Like, and I even hear stories about y'all having to just camp out at hotels just to go back to work in two hours because they didn't want you to go that far. That is uh, crazy to deal with. 
you know that there's there's and and the suicide rate has increased wait what suicide rate in the medical professional has increased there i last month i know three colleagues three doctors that killed themselves last month in the last month and you think they're going fine and good and one was i one was on social media one day and the next day he was dead so you never know what people are dealing with and even though that you said there's a lot of nurses in the nursing programs it's in any job where you overwork people and abuse them and feel and make them feel like they're just a warm body that they can be replaced that they're just doing a job they're not going to stay so yes we we love to take care of people we want to take care of people but there's also just so much that the nurses and doctors and it's not just the nurses and doctors i'm telling you you when i told you about the post traumatic stress it's not just the nurse and doctors, it's everybody. This is a team player. So it's everybody. It was the registration clerks that had to see people die. It was the people cleaning the rooms uh, of, the, of the hospitals there. It's the people bringing our meals that was there that had to change their jobs. So it wasn't just the nurses and doctors. The, the hospital has a lot of compartments and people and they have all been affected. Whew. It's a lot to deal with. That's, um, you know, hopefully, I know. I, I think the last time we spoke, you said that you don't see this being like clear, clear until like 2022. Is that still your prediction still? It's getting better with the vaccine. I think, um, especially like you said, they just recently um, approved the uh, Pfizer, I think it was the Pfizer to uh, down to 12 year olds um, as of today. So uh, I think we are, we're never gonna be like we were pre, pre-COVID. I'm sorry, life like that is never going back. Um, but we will start to move again. Kids will get back to school again. But um, my thing is if someone is out in public and they wanna wear masks, don't shame them because they're protecting their own self. You know, cause some people don't wanna wear masks. Some people will wear a mask. And um, it's gonna come to the point, people are gonna decide to wear a mask either it's not of that. I see maybe late fall, but still, I think 2022, as far as if you're thinking about us getting back to travel, us getting back to uh, semi-routine pre-COVID, but I don't think it's ever going to go back to pre-COVID. Things are just, things have just changed in life. It just has. It it really has. And I'm going to go back and just kind of, you know, uh, correct myself. I I took the the Pfizer vaccine. I think I was just more, you know, uh, homophobic. I couldn't pronounce Moderna the right way. So it was on the tip of my tongue. So I was like, Moderna? Uh, no, I had Pfizer. I took Pfizer. That was the one that made me uh, feel the way I did. But I guess I'm still here. I'm still fine. But, you know, people are in a rush to get back to normalcy right now. Uh, you know, they got the vaccine. They're good to go. Some people just didn't even care to get it at all. They just, they just see other people going out and celebrating, you know, having a good time. And, uh, you know, so we have summer coming up. Uh, we have, you know, it's going to be summer traveling, you know, airlines are seeing the pickup right now. I think that Mother's Day, uh, I think it was like 1.7 million people traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was a upkeep, you know, now we, we get to see if, you know, that is going to play a factor of rising cases. Uh, so, you know, you know, you are the travel doctor, right? And, you know, and we're going to talk more about traveling more, but, you know, is it safe right now if i'm fully vaccinated that me and my family can hop on a plane go to california and go to the beach and do our thing is that do you think since i'm now vaccinated i can go out and do that at least not go to a seventy-three thousand boxing event but uh do you think that's okay right now or so yes they said that um even though they're recommended non-essential travel but as a vaccinated person they say you can't travel you still have your wear, wear your mask on the plane and in the airport because that's a federal mandate so i would say wherever you go and research the destination so if you go into a certain spot in california look to see what their infection rate is I, they usually like to say 10 percent or less as far as new cases of infection rate uh for you um if the hotels are very safe. I feel very comfortable staying at hotels. I feel very comfortable staying at rented facilities, whether it's Airbnb or VRBO, particularly families, um, because families are doing that and cooking for themselves and they can 
the mask was doing that way. Uh, going to a beach, I would just research, you know, is the beach open? There's still some beaches that have curfews, um, like nightly curfews. Uh, where's a good place where you not overcrowded um, at this point on the beach and also the activities of the destination because the activities they're still I mean they've opened Disneyland they've opened Disney World but they still only letting so many capacity in there they still have certain rules uh, and uh, you have to get advanced ticket or res reservation so you need to know what the rules are whatever like even Yellowstone National Park that used to be somewhere where you can just walk in they're taking reservations. You just can't like lolly go up in there anymore because it's just so many people want to do the national parks and outdoors now. Okay, all right. So I guess I might try to because me because I, I I think I suffer PTSD a little bit just not leaving my house. I work from home, and you know because I mean I got everything. I got the gym basically haven't used it, <laughs> uh, but just I've gotten so comfortable to be at home. You know, and so just to break out and just to have some sense of like, I can go out and be careful. Like, like, can I go to I me? Mean, do you think it's wise? Like, cause me, I'm a big guy. Uh, I'm not, you know, I don't have any, besides being overweight, I don't have any pre-existing conditions and I had lung issues before, but like, is it safe to go to the gym and like, you know, sweat it out and or the shots still be precautions and wear my gloves and wear my mask? What do you think? Okay, you don't need gloves. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> So is once again, is it's not high contact. It's like, you just got to make sure if you're touching things, don't touch your face and eyes and mouth and things like that. Just like with the flu. Um, as far as the gym, you need to look what your gym practices are, what their practices are, how many people are in. I would go in a less time when a lot of people not there and people think, oh, early morning or early evening. No, that's when most people are there, like maybe 12 noon or you know, two o'clock in the afternoon when there's less people there. You have to know what the cleaning um, um, process is. You need to know what the ventilation system. So again, remember this is an airborne. So if someone was there, even though they wiped down the equipment, do they have good ventilation system? So that's just something to investigate about your gym. Okay, okay, so still might try to cut back a little bit still. Uh, okay, so one more question then I'm gonna go toss to a break. Um, so what's your prediction for this winter? Like, do you think that's going to be any, like, okay, coming? Okay. So we got people, this, that's going to be, let's, let's face it. People are ready to get out. They're going to basically go crazy this summer and probably just do it big, basically. You know what I mean? So we're going to carry into my favorite season, Virgo season, for obvious reasons. Uh, if you don't know, it's my birthday, but, uh, so and I tell you a little dad joke. You want to know about Virgos is so cool? Because during Virgo season, it's when the weather's really hot and it starts to get wet. Really cool. Uh -huh. <laughs> but no, <laughs> but no, but during this type of season, people have done it big in the summertime. And then, you know, you got people spread stuff around and we get into the winter season. Do you think that there could be a potential spike with people vaccinated? Uh, but we have people doing it big in the summertime. Do you think that there could be like a, a, a bad winter at all? Well, there's probably going to be a spike in the fall just because there generally is a spike anyway. So if you think about it, everyone's out in the summer. They're, in the United States, 50% of people are not vaccinated yet. Um, remember, um, uh, President Biden said he, he hopes to get there, uh, what, by July 4th. Uh, he wants it. Um, but they're not looking for herd immunity until they're, what, I think 75 or 80%. They're not going to be there. Way, way the vaccination has slowed down. So in those fall, things spike anyway, like colds and flu, because as kids go back to school and people come back from vacation and they go back indoors, they're more indoors. So that's when things spike anyway. Now the point is, is it gonna spike? Uh, coronavirus will spike, but not be as severe as last year because people are vaccinated. It won't be as deadly. You gotta remember as okay. deadly. Um, but they're also going to be the people that aren't vaccinated. So even if you're back, just because you're vaccinated, don't mean you can't, don't, can't give it to someone else. So, you know, it likes to live up in that nose and you're vaccinated. You still may not feel anything and you come in contact with someone that's not vaccinated, uh, then they could easily pick it up too. So I think there is going to be a spike. 
I just don't think it's going to be as deadly as it was last fall. And that makes that makes perfect sense because it's an airborne disease and just it just being people being people, especially you know us as Americans, like well I got sick now because of the coronavirus and well so that means the vaccine doesn't work. You know you know what I mean like you know what's going to happen. You know that's just you know what's real. up right now. Now that people are starting to take off their mask, cases of the flu are up. There's been a spike of the flu in the spring. Yes, spring flu. Yes, because people are no longer wearing their mask and they didn't get their flu vaccine. So, <laughs> so there's a, been an increase of the flu and what we call RSV or respiratory syndrome virus for kids. Mm. Yes. And and this we've been so kind of you know uh, flooded with coronavirus that people just think that oh well if I get you know if I get this 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 immunization or this vaccine for. The coronavirus it automatically protects me from flu too, right? Because you know what, me, you know, just not even thinking about it, I'm thinking, well, you know what, man, the flu is still around, right? There's other d- diseases and viruses out there. Wow. So this is why I love having her on the show because she makes us think so much about our medical stuff, and then she's gonna talk to us next, coming about you know us traveling. And guess what? She has a brand new book coming out that. I'm going to add to my summary list because I want to travel. And she talks about, you know, the obvious things. Can you, what kind of foods to eat to stay healthy while traveling? We have more with the doctor, Yvette McQueen, on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. I think straight up means to be able to speak in a way that is straight up, to be honest and to speak your truth. Raw, uncut, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's blunt, you know, straight to the point, this is what it is. It's just a place to be open and honest, and that's what I appreciate most about it, and it provides a place for community members to come together and just be straight up with each other about things that are going on in the world because it affects all of us. Uh, unfiltered, raw, what all the cursing that Calvin does. Straight up is just being real, telling it, telling it like it is, you know, um, being you. Being solid, being who you are, no matter what it is, no matter what situation you're faced with, right? This is who you are. It really, it really speaks to me saying it is what it is and it ain't what it is. Straight up. Hey, Calvin here, host of the Straight Up Show podcast. And guess what? We're back bigger and better than ever with new guests, new straight up topics, and a new way to support the Straight Up Show podcast. That's right. You can now support our podcast by becoming a Patreon patron. Straight Up has four different tiers that you can choose from, with each tier having their own perks. Your monthly donation helps us produce efficient Straight Up content that you love so much. For more details, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Straight Up Show Podcast 318. That's patreon.com forward slash Straight Up Show Podcast 318. All right, welcome back to the Australia Show podcast season opener with the one and only Dr. Yvette McQueen. I had to keep saying it because, like I said, she is the one and only. And how many traveling doctors do you really know about that just keeps it so real? So once again, I got to say thank you for coming on our show. Yes, thank you. So guess what, everybody? You know, she's phenomenal. She's great. But did you know she's also an author? Because guess what? She has a brand new book coming out called Travel 911, A Health Guide for Adventures. Dr. Uh, Dr. McQueen, I, I hate, like, I'm from the South, so I hate calling you by your first name. It just feels so bad doing it. I know my, my grandma would get so mad at me for doing it, but Dr. Yvette McQueen is here with us. She has a brand new book. And uh, so it's, it's basically based about traveling and adventure vacation. And, you know, you don't want to get sick and have these emergencies while traveling. So uh, Travel 911, A Health Guide for adventures. Can you explain to us what is this book about? Okay. So I call it a dock in your pocket. Okay. A dock in your pocket. So um, once again, you don't plan to get sick. People plan. They don't plan to get sick. They don't plan to have injuries. You don't plan to fall off that ATV while you're on some sand dune somewhere. Crap happens. I'm just going to say that it does. You know, you eat the wrong street food, you end up having diarrhea for three days and then you get dehydrated and then you can't get on the plane. It happens. And I'm saying that because, you know, before I started all this business, it would happen. I would be in groups or I'd be with people and they get sick and who would they come to? They would come to the doctor. So this is all things that would happen. I was like, wait a minute. 
this is what I've been doing all the time. Let me just start doing it for everybody and spreading the information. So now that's why I did Travel 911 because this is just a quick guide. It's, it's not a book that you feel like you can read it from front to back. It's an easy read, um, but you can carry it with you and you go, oh my goodness, you know what? I'm all hot and I'm just over hot and I'm sweating too much. So you go to the chapter on heat on heat related illnesses, see what you need to do. If a friend is getting overheated, this is what they need to do. This is what they need to drink. If you have, you know, have bug bites, you go to the bug bites area and say, what do I need to put on my bug bite? Or you can, the first chapter is just telling you things you need to pack, like your medications you need to take, preventative things like, okay, you know, you're going out in the sun, take a hat and sunglasses, take a cooling rag, uh, other first thing. And then was the one thing, because I do teach, you know, CPR, first aid, and also teach wilderness medicine. So my thing is, it's a quick chapter with some pictures, and I'm a picture person, a picture, you, you know, I give a little words, but you may need to see the picture. If you out in hiking, say in Utah, you go into the horseshoe bend that everybody likes to go to, and you twist your ankle and you don't have cell service and you don't see anybody around, what do you need to do? Okay, grab, you got a magazine in your backpack or you got, you find some twigs, put it around your ankle and put a scarf around it so that you can walk out of there. So it's like it's just a quick first aid of what common people can do uh, for medical problems that happen while you're traveling. And you know what's crazy? That That's a good idea because you know, I, I live three three hours away from my hometown, and me, I hate driving. This is I hate I hate, I, I got tunnel vision way too easily, and uh, it just like even going home because I knew that when I go to Louisiana, that my allergies was gonna kick my butt, and sure enough, the moment I got out of the car, and I just see pollen everywhere. I said, "This something about Louisiana weather just makes my." And I said, "You know what? I don't have any kind of medicine because I have like I had a surgery, so I have like special kind of." They uh they made like a a mixture for me to like take my medicine whenever like droplets whatever so I'm like man you know what I'm gonna be here for a while I don't have none of my medicine like so that is so such a genius idea to have this and uh and, you know and can you tell us you know you said you got pictures in it um do you talk about your experience uh traveling this past year in this book now now this is a more of a how to guide what to do. Um, there's a couple areas in there. I, I say that, of course, as of March 2020, a pandemic, wear a mask, social distance. But no, it does. This is not about my experience. You got to follow me and listen to me, either on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, to keep up about my my travels. <laughs> and hopefully, you know what? I mean, dare I say this? But maybe that could be in a book in itself. You know, to say, hey. This is what I had because you've traveled during the pandemic, you know. So you've seen what people need already, which is why you have the guide. But you've seen, I mean, I can't, I hate to be so blunt, but you've seen the coronavirus up close and personal in different areas of the world. And just to have that, just to know what you went through, I think, in my opinion, that's just award winning experience in itself. Not that, you know, the, 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 the death of somebody else, but to see how it, how different areas of the world faced the coronavirus. Yeah, that that's a consideration. Maybe as a, I'll get like ten or twelve friends to we all do it together and see our different perspectives of it. And I like seeing that, that you and your colleagues, especially on Clubhouse, y'all like y'all come together as a group. And I'm like, I've never seen doctors just really like talk like this and actually communicate especially doctors of color i'm like wow y'all are really giving us this feedback uh, that's why i had to have you on the show but her book is travel 911 a health guide uh for adventures and like i said people are gonna be traveling this summer so you need to get this book so if people want to get this book travel 911 where can they find this book and pre-order this book okay so it's out hopefully the first week of june um, is being printed right now. It's available. You can get it at travel911book.com. So that's travel911book.com. <laughs> Real simple. <laughs> and it's, it's it's a doc in your your back pocket. It's a doc, it's a doc in your pocket. Yeah. And, it, and it's like you got to have it. And like I'm telling you, because and I think something that you said earlier today, 
you said that when you go somewhere, scout out everything that medical, like the doctors and things like that, because it it never makes sense to do that when you travel. It never does. I'm like, did you think about it? Like the, the neurovirus, right? I went on my first little, it was a ferry ride, a ferry ride, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I got sick and I said, what is it? It's a neuro, the neurovirus. So apparently that I didn't know that the neurovirus spreads so easily on cruises and stuff yeah. like that. I didn't know that. And let me tell y'all what, if you don't know what the neurovirus is, like, look up, look it up. And you want to be prepared if you go on a cruise because like seasickness, that is real. That is a real thing. And I was on a ferry. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine how it is to be at sea and, and things like that. So y'all make sure y'all get this book. It's travel911book.com, right? Is that right? Yeah. Travel911book.com. Yep. And you can't see it right now because I haven't edited this yet, but you'll see it right here, the link where you can get it at. So make sure y'all go get this book out. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and shift over to this. So as you can see, I'm not the skinniest person in the world, right? So I know a lot of people have been reaching out to you about just getting like several healthy eating tips while traveling. You know, because I mean, we've been eating a lot at home. Don't, don't lie. A lot of y'all been eating. DoorDash has been y'all's best friend. <laughs> I know I have my year subscription already, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, you know, we're back in. I, I told Dr. McQueen, I said, it's the, uh, the COVID-15. You got that, uh, that 15's power added on. More than 15 for me. But with that being said, I know a lot of people have been hitting you up now. that things have been opened up. They're vaccinated. Now they want to go out and travel more. So you need this book. You need some essential guys, but you know what? You want to be precautious what you eat. So, like, what are what have you been telling about people about just like some eating tips they can do when they're traveling, or just kind of like not go crazy when they go traveling? Okay, so the restaurants are back open. Uh, I'm glad that for the restaurant workers. So, seven tips uh, for eating out while you're dining and traveling. And I actually uh, made this a few years ago, but it's still very, very, uh, very up to date. So one, portion control. When you go to the United States diet, uh, the, they give just too much food. I'm just being honest because a lot of people like when they travel other places, they like, they didn't give me enough food. That's because it was portion control. And so if you just do portion control, your protein or your meat should be three to four ounces. Make sure your sauces are only like a, 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 like a quarter a cup or don't spread, you know, I'm getting a salad, I'm being healthy. And then you like drown it with dressing. Uh, you might want to substitute the croutons or the car- high carbohydrates with something else. You're, you know, you should have vegetables. So your plate should always look colorful. You should have two, two to three vegetables on there, your protein, and then just a half a cup of your starches. So portion control. I tell people every, every piece of food should have some real estate on the plate, which means they should touch the plate. Don't pile it on top of each other. So um, that's one thing. Another thing is go ahead and make substitutions. It's okay because you can tell people, are you cooking that with butter or can you use olive oil? You know, um, can you uh, substitute the bread for like a pita or something less carb or just take the bread off and have an open face sandwich? Uh, watch for different add-ons and a lot of things have sugar in it. You don't believe ketchup has the sugar in it. Salad dressing has the sugar in it. So watch for things like that. Um, for make your own request. So don't be shy about requesting for something in a restaurant and have the waiter over you going like, come on, come on, come on. If you want something baked or broiled versus fried, find out. Because if they say, well, we can't do that veal because it's already breaded, we can't take the bread, that means it's not fresh, that it's frozen. So things like that you should find out. Uh, Five, watch what you're drinking as far as your drinks. Uh, Water is always great a little flavored water, but don't drink your calories. Don't drink a whole two liter soda (laughs) at a sitting. And I tell people some of the diet sodas actually has the sweetenings in there that actually has give you more temptation. And six, uh, make sure you're eating the same time each day because your your body likes routine and is craving things. So uh, when you wait too long for meals, you actually end up oversaturating yourself. And then that's the goal to seven, don't overindulge. Give yourself some grace. Um, don't deprive yourself. Eat what you like. Consider substitutions. So if you want that piece of cake, maybe you're going to skip the mashed potatoes at dinner. And always wait 20 minutes between your meal and dessert. 
because you're you're right. Your stomach needs time to catch up with your brain. So the, you, you're, you're actually full, but your brain don't know it yet because the stomach didn't send the signal. So that's why they say always wait 20 minutes um, after you finish eating to decide whether you want dessert or not. Wow. Wow. Oh, now you're making me feel bad about myself. <laughs> no. Because I'm like, you know what? Do you want dessert? Top me off. Bring it up. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> or this, take it to go and take it to go. Take I've it heard, to go. I've heard that you take your dessert to go. Um, so let me ask you, because like, I think, and this is my opinion, I think that the complete opposite should happen now that we are going to start traveling more, because I know I am, uh, is that you want to eat healthier now because because we've been at home, you know what I mean? And like, I, you saw Will Smith, like <laughs> he's, he's been at home and he's like, you know what? I got that dad, but I got this 12 beat challenge now. Uh, do his thing. I'm, I'm trying to do it too. But my thing, I cannot give up like dairy and that is so hard like i love dairy and that's the hardest thing to give up but uh <laughs> my friend he wants us to start doing this out like uh you know foodie fridays and i'm like he wants to travel i'm like man that's the worst part because the best food is when you travel you know because you never get it in your hometown so those are seven healthy tips just to kind of be portion control and you always can take it with you because it's not going to go anywhere that's already spoiled yeah. So, yeah, and if so. you don't want to give up dairy just consider getting um either two percent or low fat dairy i gave up milk altogether i don't i don't okay. drink milk it's just cheese i'm like i'm like a cheese crackhead you know and so i don't know why that is but i just you know it's just cheese but that's my that's my that's my guilty uh my guilty pleasure is cheese i don't i, I don't like ice cream that's like cheese it's just you know and i'm like i always said if i make enough money i'm gonna get a whopper with cheese yeah <laughs> And now, and now that I got a little, a little, a little spending money, you know, and like I can get that extra 25 cents and bam, throw it on there. And so, uh, so we have, we have having fun with Dr. McQueen and uh, she's been a great help. Like I said, she's always straight up uh, with us on the show. So uh, if you can give, lastly, before you go, uh, if you can give any advice to people, just, you know, the skeptical one, two questions. Uh, those who are still skeptical on getting the vaccine in itself, uh, what could you say to those people and those who are scared to travel now that they have the vaccine, what would you say to those people? Those two questions. Okay. So if you're still skeptical about the vaccine, you, I suggest you talk to someone you trust. You need to talk to someone in the healthcare or science field that you trust. So it may be your primary care doctor, your cardiologist, the nurse, down, the, the school nurse, uh, talk to them how they feel about it so they can give you the science. So it's not about hearing it on the news from someone you don't know. You need to hear it from someone you trust, okay? If you're still afraid to travel, even though you're vaccinated, I say start small, start a little bit, um, do something in your own city. People don't realize some of the... Um, some of the advantages or tourism in their own city. So go to your city tourism board or your state tourism board. Even if you're not in a big city, I'm sure go to the next town over. There's something in your state. Like I'm in Georgia and there's the, the caves and the waterfalls in Northern Georgia. I mean, that's only an hour away to take an advantage of. So just start small by doing small things like that. And it's kind of getting you ready to be around people again. You know what I mean? Something like going to the caves, like, I, I, I would do that because I mean, this is something that I struggle with right now. Like I'm struggling to get out of the house and do something because my friends are not, they're still kind of skeptical still. And me, I'm like, I'm vaccinated. And this is big for me for my mental life to get out of the house. Because at first I was just going like back and forth from the apartment, just going back and like walking up 20 minutes, something like that. But now it's kind of like, I, I want to step my game up now. But then like, when I go out, I'm in Dallas. So like people are like just like flooding everywhere. It's like, no, 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 wait a minute, there's a many people. I see, I, I, need a, I need a 50 person count to be around me, not seven, 3,000 people. You know what I mean? So, try, a, try a neighborhood park or a neighborhood track and go walking mm -hmm. around there. Okay. All right. Try this. Hump small, not crazy. So, once again, we have Dr. Yvette McQueen, uh, the travel doctor. Make sure you get her book, Travel 911, a health guide uh, for adventures. Make sure you go get the book at where? Where is it at again? Travel911book.com. Okay. And then, so before you go, just make sure you just go ahead and give us all your social media or, uh, well, and make sure I'm reading this correct. So if they pre-order your book right now, what do they mm -hmm. get? 
you get the book autographed by me, but I'm also giving what I call a mini travel kit. And it has a mask, a, um, a little small medical kit in it, uh, hygiene, body wipes, the disposable toothbrush, and like some body wash. And I'm telling y'all, I travel three hours away, I travel five hours away. And it's always something that you need when you travel. So you better get this book because not only would you get informed, but you get some free essential stuff that you need. So make sure you go to travel book now or travel number one book.com. Pre-order her book will be out June 1st, right? June 1st yes. everywhere. Yes. June 1st. Get it. We'll definitely promote it on our website. We'll have a link to it down below. But can you tell us how people can reach you by social media and your other websites? Okay. Well? So um I keep things pretty simple. So I am Yvette McQueen, MD. That's Y-V-E-T-T-E-M-C-Q-U-E-E-N-M-D. So my website is YvetteMcQueenMD.com. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. I am Yvette McQueen, MD. Instagrammers, Dr. Travel 911. <laughs> And like I said, I, I am so proud of her and, I, and just being somebody that I've interviewed to see. I don't know if you always see my like my congratulations. I'm always like clapping for you when I when I see your puzzle. Like I started clapping. I'm like, I'm so happy. And, you know, because she's been she's an inspiration. Like I said, just to see the impact you made on our listeners uh, about the, the vaccine itself in the beginning. I can't thank you enough. And I can't thank you enough for coming on our show. And I, I invite you as always to come back to give us more information if you can. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. All right. And that's the wrap for us here on the Show Podcast. I am your host, Calvin, here with Dr. Yvette McQueen. Uh, until then, there's only one rule to our show. You got to be straight up. See y'all next time.